Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am Felor GTZ, and with me today I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. Hello, hello, hello. And here we are with Demon Slayer News. <laughs> yes, today is another news episode. Um, specifically, most of the news that came out of January, because we're at the end of January. And there was still quite a bit of Demon Slayer news, because uh, Demon Slayer prints money. Yeah. Who would have guessed? I mean, it also saves, it's also saved Japan. Like, I, I could, I... I sound like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. <laughs> oh yes, and we'll be getting into all of that today. But first, I wanted to start off with a few interesting stories. The first of which is involving Sakaki's mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I'll lead into this one, why not? So, Sorashi drew the full roster of Demon Slayer art for the Gintama movie that came out in January. So, jokingly, this is Sorashi we're talking about. He's just like, well, you know, I'll draw illustrations for a good movie, or for the movie, for a movie, I should say. And then he draws Demon Slayer movie pictures, of course, because why would he draw his movie pictures of his own characters? It's dumb. So, we got that. And you guys have opinions on that, which I'm really interested in hearing. They look weird. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Okay, first of all, I, I look at Giyome there. That is not Giyome. <laughs> that looks like in Toki cosplaying as Giyome. I mean, they probably, be, uh, obviously, be because of the voice actor being the same, but yeah. Dude, that Giyome looks like it. <laughs> Okay, that makes Giyome sense. looks like he like, fusion danced with Sanami. <laughs> oh, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> it totally kind of does. But now that I think of it, it's definitely Gintoki and Cosplay because they have the same voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I didn't know that, or at least I forgot that. So that actually makes sense. Yes, yeah. Sukito voices Gyomane, obviously Gintoki. That's what I took it as. I didn't even think that that was actually Gyomane. I never thought that for a second. I just saw that. I'm like, that's clearly Gintoki. So see, so Gintoki is undercover. In the Mugen Train movie, trying to take everyone down. <laughs> it's all part of his master plan to make Gintama the final movie, uh, the, the most successful movie in Japan. He snuck onto the train to get uh, free parfaits or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Gintoki can't afford a train under any other way, so he dressed up as Gyome, and they were like, oh, that's the Demon Slayer guy! And they let him on. That's how he got his <laughs> ride. <laughs> that's how he got to ride the train for free. Cause yeah, totally. I'm mad at how tall Tanjiro looks, and then like Muichiro is just like 
I know he's far o- farther away, like in the camera, but like he looks so tiny compared to Tanjiro. Yeah, he does. Like I, I'll say, I actually, yeah, yeah. Like I'll say that um, Sanami, to me anyway, Sanami and Tanjiro look okayish, but yeah, the rest of them, nah. I mean, I think for the most part, I'm fine with them. I actually like uh, Sarachi's Mitsuri. I think that looks good. Like it's just weird. Like, I like Sonami, but it just weirds me out because he looks like, like, I mean, I guess anybody with like lighter hair, they just look another Gintoki. <laughs> so that, that kind of weirds me out. But I still like it though. And I mean, Kyo, I mean, not Kyome, uh, shit, Gyu. Gyu's okay, but he looks a little too much like Hijikata for my taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Sanami is kind of reminding me of Takasugi with white hair. Yeah, no, okay, that's that's actually better. Like, he has, like, Gintoki's hair and Takasugi's expression. There you go. Yeah. But, Something about yeah. Rengoku really puts me off because just... Yeah, like, I don't like that! His face, <laughs> his face just, like, staring into my soul. And it's just, he, he looked, like, he's danced up. Like, I don't like it. I, he's, like... Something about, like, he looks really, like... Built in a way that like he does not he does not come off that way in Demon Slayer. No, really like like yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. He looks way too like I, I don't know what to say about it. it for me. Like the reason like a stone cold stunner to the face, like that's how. <laughs> There's this like uncanny valley to his face in a way, like something. It looks fine. <laughs> At face value, but like there's something off. I know what it yeah, is. Like, it's because like whenever Rengoku smiles, he's he's like smiling really big, either like forcing like the edges of his lip to like stretch even more, or like his eyes are wide open. But like we we got neither of those. <laughs> it just it bugs me because it looks like one of the one of the villains in Gintama that I grew to hate translating every week because he just said the same thing over and over again about how much he, he hates humanity. He, I, I forgot I even forgot his name. Thank God it took me so. Not not Utsuro. Oh fuck! What is this guy's say? Ensho. Ensho. Ensho was the guy. Like I hated him every week. Translating him, saying the same thing. I hate everything. It's because you guys and my life sucks. And it's this for several weeks in a row. And it's just like I I don't want to get into it now because I can get into all the reasons why I don't like him, and it'll turn into a Gintama podcast episode. And then Colton will probably find me and kill me. <laughs> I think he's already gonna find us and kill us. Okay, but, <laughs> but I mean, we're we're shitting on it, but we're I'd shitting like on it out of love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd say like it, I'd say it's a cool thing to do. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's and a it's nice def- little uh, collaboration type thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's totally Sorachi's sense of humor because, like, I, 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 like I said, I remember him at some point saying he's going to draw like pictures for the movie, but he never specified which one. And this is definitely a Sorachi move. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I applaud, I applaud the concept. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I just don't like the actual it- word. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's and one thing that also I noticed is like you know the kanji for Hashira has samurai instead, and so oh, like yeah. a, I I, I kind of oh, dig yeah. that too. Like it it says like basically the samurai's last fight begins, although we're not going to participate in it. <laughs> 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 it took me a minute to get that hopo shanka. Yeah, yeah. So Sanjo, like, oh, Sanjo. Yeah. yeah, Sanjo shite shite nai kedo. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, the samurai. I mean, he's. It, it, it's just basically Sriracha. He's advertising the Gintama movie using Demon Slayer, which just reminds me of, like, 
during the last few chapters of Gintama, he like used fan art of like uh, Ryoma from Prince of Tennis as a color page for the Gintama <laughs> chapter. <laughs> like Gintama, they were doing like they were doing like a parody of Prince of Tennis, like on I believe the final chapter of um like the final chapter of Gintama in Jump. They were doing like a Prince of Tennis parody, and then he uses a uh, sketch of Ryoma as a color page. <laughs> so like it's it's just Sorashi's just. As much as uh, if you're listening, Colton, as much, I will always respect the gorilla. May not respect his work, but he himself, he's one of a kind. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mess with Shirachi. Uh Yeah, I, you know what? Like, for some reason, when you were talking about like the parodies and stuff, I just I can never like not think about the in the anime. I don't know if this was in the manga, but the dragon bleep piece. No, that was anime exclusive, but yes, that was great. <laughs> that's just that, that's in the spirit of exactly what I expect. I mean, he drew like a color page for the final chapters where everybody was drawn in the Dragon Ball style, and he did a really good job with that. So I'm like, what happened here, though? I guess it's easy for him to mock Toriyama and not so much Goat Okay, which just proves how much Goat Okay this artwork cannot be replicated. <laughs> Goat Okay is just too powerful. But Sirachi wasn't the only jump artist to uh, dabble in some Demon Slayer-related artwork. Because Keishu Ando, the author of Hentai Kamen, the old-school 90s Shonen Jump manga, posted on their Twitter a picture of the main character of Hentai Kamen with Basically, Tanjiro's robes in panty form uh, on yes. their face. And, like, it has uh, two dialogue bubbles here, and it, like, translates to, like, what's with these panties? It's so easy to do total concentration breathing. <laughs> we, we found the secret of total concentration breathing. It's uh, wearing Demon Slayer-related panties. Course, I, I would have expected no less. Yeah, I saw that one as it came out too, and it's just it's it's amazing. Yeah, same because I, I follow like uh Ando on Twitter, even though I haven't actually read that much of Hentai Common. Um, but yeah, he he uh, draws some humorous stuff. Yeah, I know him from Blue Blazes because I saw the live action for that. Oh, nice. Oh, that's another thing I have to check out. Oh, Ali Hono. Okay, yes, yes, and I should know that. I'm just like, wait, why does that sound familiar to me? Yes, it's a Sunday thing. Yeah, that, that's a Shaggy series, too. <laughs> it is, it is. It's in Gesson, which is admittedly not one of my, the series, I'm, not one of the magazines I'm super familiar with, but I'm going to have to fix that. Yeah, I mean, his previous series, Blazing Transfer Student, was in Sunday, though. Yes, it was. That, that I do. But yeah, moving away from interest pieces, though, we're diving into some manga-related news here. And our first piece of news is more US-related, actually. And it's that in the course of 2020, three Demon Slayer volumes ranked in the top 20 manga of the year. Specifically, Demon Slayer Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, and wait, actually Volume 7 as well. So four. (laughs) So yeah, four volumes. That that last one snuck up on me. It was hiding behind Promise Neverland. Yeah, to be fair, like My Hero has like dominated like U.S. graphic novel charts for like 
years now. Uh, ever since the anime uh, first started, like I always see them yeah. on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, like uh, I look at the NPD book scan every month, and like you always see my hero on there, Junji Ito, and then a little bit of Demon Slayer too. Like every, I think Demon Slayer volume at this point when it comes out, it ends up ranking on there, and then Volume One is like a consistent front runner on the list too. Yeah. So people are getting hooked on Demon Slayer. And it's not just within manga, it's within the entire graphic novel space as well, because on MPD Bookscan's Top 20 Adult Graphic Novels for 2020, Demon Slayer Volume 1 and Volume 2 were both on the list. Volume 1 was number 4, and Volume 2 was number 13. And it'd be out some pretty big, like, American comics out there, like the Watchmen 2019 edition, March, which is another really big one, Strange Planet. So, yeah, it's uh, very well-deserved. Yeah, it's good to see, like, another manga besides MHA from Jump make it there. Because, like, yeah, as you, I mean, as we've been saying, like, it's mainly that... Although I am proud of my girl Comey. Yeah, like Comey does extremely well for Viz. Yeah. Like I think when we were looking at sales from I believe either 2019 or early 2020, like Comey was outselling like basically all the manga from other publishers outside of Viz. Like it does extremely well. And keep in mind, there was, like, a huge track time between when it got picked up and when... Because scanlations are pretty much, like, neck and neck. The magazine releases in their scanlation maybe out an hour or two after that. So people were buying it, despite scanlations being, like, there. Which says a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think Viz has done a very good job of, for one, promoting it. And also, it's one of those series that has, like, just a lot of... Kind of presence from osmosis of all the jokes and memes about Comey. Yeah. <laughs> So when people see in like a bookstore or really anywhere, they're like, oh, hey, I've seen this before. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, it is good to see like that. Because I always like we hear about <clears throat> Demon Slayer's success, like when it comes to U.S. stuff, basically you, you hear people talk about the anime and how great it is. But I I've always wonder like how the manga does here. So this is always nice to see that that appeal is actually as worldwide as many people say it is. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. And I know the MPD book scan for January 2021 should be out like in a few weeks or so. So in our next uh, news-focused episode, we can cover that as well. Because I'm sure Demon Slayer is going to be on there at least like a few times. Yeah, hopefully more uh, more volumes can uh, show up now that like we're pretty close to the you know the actual like final volume like closing in on the official English release, too. Yeah, I believe the final volume is supposed to drop in August at this rate. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're getting very close. I wonder if we're going to start getting, like... I wonder what's next, then, at that point. Will we start getting a novel? At this point, it would be really ridiculous for them not to get the novels and fan books and stuff. I have a feeling we probably will. I think we're definitely probably going to get the the Ryuji Hirano uh, side story collection. And then maybe the one shot collection. Yeah, I was about to. I was just about to say, like that should at least come out. Like I don't know what the what the thought is in getting novels. Obviously, series that like really big series like One Piece and Bleach have had theirs and Naruto as well. 
but I mean, Demon Slayer pretty much eclipses all of them now. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I believe uh, they recently started releasing one of the MHA novels. Oh, so I feel like Demon Slayer would also be on that bucket just because it's selling not as well as MHA, but it's selling pretty close. Yeah, I feel like after the like volume twenty three comes out, then we might get an announcement for the novels because then I don't know. I feel like it. Uh, they might. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it's kind of like the Naruto situation. I, I mean, I feel it's a it, right after the series ended. Yeah, it's like it, it kind of keeps that hype alive a little bit longer. So I get that, and like with other series, obviously that are like still going because they're still being released. There's that thing where it's like, okay, you know, we're not wanting for more material, really. But then you have Demon Slayer, which after the final volume comes out, unless they're going to do all this extra stuff, then it's 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 done. Besides, of course, the movie's coming out, but that's not really in Viz's umbrella of things. So you would think they would want more stuff to release of Demon Slayer to keep that hype going. Yeah, I mean, at this point, too, like I feel like Viz's release schedule up through August is fairly locked in at this point. Mm. Um, usually by this point, I don't think they stealth drop new physical releases because then that'd be a pain for retailers so i'd say if we're gonna get the novels inside story uh, manga at this point it'll be somewhere either end of 2021 or early 2022 yeah Yeah. that makes sense that sounds right but moving into japanese manga sales Oricon reported that Demon Slayer is the first manga series to have three five million selling volumes. God damn it. God. Specifically, uh, we have volume one here, which has sold 5,029,000 copies. Volume seven, which has sold 5,009,000 copies. And volume eight, which has sold 5,030,000 copies. And obviously, volume seven and eight contain the Mugen Train story. So it kind of makes sense. (laughs) Whoa! I mean, like, somebody just picked up volume one like, well, that was fun. Now I want to see the events based on the real story that the movie's based on. (laughs) Let's see how good this movie really is. (laughs) I mean, I think, like, people watch the movie and are like, huh, I wonder how the manga was for this. Yeah, definitely. So they pick up that, and then there are obviously people that are still getting into Demon Slayer, which are picking up volume one. Okay, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's just weird to think about that. Just those specific. I mean, well, one aside, those specific. Even though, like, it, it makes sense too for people just wanting to do that comparison. You know, from what we've heard, the movie is pre. Well, I don't want to say one to one because obviously we haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like it's pretty close. There's not a whole lot of, you know, deviance from between the adaption and the original. Yeah, I mean, that definitely sounds like the case. Like. I'm sure Yufa Table took some liberties here and there, but it sounds like it's, for the most part, very faithful, um, if maybe a bit more dynamic to make the animation look cooler. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but that's a really cool milestone for Demon Slayer, and I'm sure we're only going to see it continue to sell uh, millions of copies. But in terms of the larger book sales in Japan, general book sales in Japan are up 5% since 2019. And Demon Slayer is cited as one of the big reasons for that. With saving the economy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So according to the Publishing Science Institute, uh, which conducts uh, research and surveys about the publishing industry, 
Uh, they cited that in 2020, the total sales of paper and digital editions was 1.6 trillion yen, which equates to about 15.59 billion US dollars, which, yeah, if you can't tell, is a lot of money. <laughs> and specifically, if you look at the breakdown here, up to around 28% of that is accounted for as digital sales, which would be around like 393 billion yen. Um, 24% of the total publishing market, and that's also exceeding 20% for the first time ever. So you can tell, like, yeah, digital has become a very big part of book sales in Japan. I mean, digital is just convenient. And when you look at that specifically for manga, that has increased, like, to 32%, which is around... 342 billion yen, or 3.29 billion US dollars. So yeah, a lot of money. And Demon Slayer, of course, is currently at uh, 120 million copies and like in, sold. So like obviously a lot of that money is coming from <laughs> just Demon Slayer's like selling like crazy. And Demon Slayer's not only doing well in comics, it's also boosting the sales of novels and magazines and supplementary materials that are associated with it because people see demon slayer and then they throw their money at it total financial breathing it's crazy to think about like just it, it's no longer just like a manga anymore. It's, a fun, it, it's like a cultural phenomenon and we're 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 just in the middle of a demon slayer world right now like whenever the movie comes here because like there's already a bunch of hype for that overseas because I've even seen a couple reports of just like tickets selling out in other countries. So, guys, we've done it. We've reached Dragon Ball levels. <laughs> you know what? I I would actually be at this point that whenever this does calm down, if it does ever, because look at Dragon Ball, that just it sleeps for a couple of like years and it wakes back up. <laughs> but like I could see Demon Slayer being this age's Dragon Ball at this point. Man, I can't wait for Demon Slayer Super, guys. I can't, <laughs> oh wait. I can't wait for fucking. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't wait for Gyu versus freaking shit. Uh, I gotta make some crap up. Gyu versus uh, uh, Sh- uh, Shadow uh, Yushiro is selling out in a bar <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> What? Yeah, like they, oh, you didn't know about the Dragon Ball Super? Like they were like putting it up in bars. No, no, I knew that, but like Shadow, freaking um, oh, okay, Yushira? Yeah, yeah, he like he avoids the sun by like blending with shadows. Yeah, I mean, I just... <laughs> what? I don't know what okay, that is. No, that's just the most chewy, edgy shit. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, he's like. Demon Slayer noob Cybot and I love it. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Noob Cybot from Mortal Kombat. Yes. Oh my god, it's not a bag he throws like uh, easels from like because <laughs> he's a painter now. Oh my god. Oh god. But uh moving away from manga now, we have some interesting uh, pieces of anime news here. The first of which involves television broadcasts, and it's that Kansai TV was brought back from the red thanks to 
read broadcasts of the Demon Slayer TV anime. Demon Slayer saving TV now too. Holy shit. Yeah, so several like TV stations had done rebroadcasts of Demon Slayer in late October, obviously to coincide with Mugen Train. And yeah, it recorded like incredibly high viewership for like eight weeks in like many areas, including like uh, Fuji TV in the East and Kansai TV in the West. And Kansai TV had been in a sum for like about two quarters of 2020. Um, and posting operating losses for about six months. According to the president of Kansai TV, Demon Slayer and the strong sales of their own local spots revenue um, was ahead of the same time period for the previous year and was incredibly profitable. And that these figures have shown the value of television. <laughs> that sounds like some fucking Blaze Blue like intro shit. <laughs> television has been reaffirmed. Which, I mean, has it really been reaffirmed, or is it just that Demon Slayer's keeping things alive? The Wheel of Time is moving. <laughs> like, you know, that, that kind of shit. Action. <laughs> yes. But yeah, as V-Lord said, all, all this just confirms is that Demon Slayer good. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I'm just, I, well, I mean, he's gotta say something. He can't just be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, we're just staying alive because of demons. Yeah, nobody's Slayer. gonna. I mean, it's just like it's the kind of thing that they do in Shonen Manga, where they're like giving a color page to something that's not selling and saying it's selling to great popularity. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same kind of like concept here. You're not gonna say that. Well, we were dying with Demon Slayer. We saw the light, and Demon Slayer saved us. We gotta just say, Nah, man. You know, Demon Slayer helped a little, I guess. But TV's always been good, and it'll be good after there's yeah. no more Demon Slayer. Uh, you know what this this article is? It's basically Kansai TV was trying to hold the milk by itself, and then Demon <laughs> uh, <laughs> Slayer was like, "No, we can we can hold it together with the power of friendship." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope you know what I'm talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes. This, I mean, basically, Kansai TV was gonna. It, it, they were. It is just the equivalent of just like you know. They were almost at the point where they were going to have to say, well, you'll have to, thanks for watching Kansai TV. Please look forward to Sensei's next work. But Demon Slayer stopped that from happening. <laughs> but uh, Demon Slayer is not only making waves on television still, it's also still making waves in the music industry. Because Lisa's theme for Demon Slayer Mugen Train, Homura, which is amazing and everyone should listen to, has been certified platinum. Good. God, Specifically, Lisa. the single disc release of Homura has sold more than 250,000 CD copies. So by the Recording Industry Association of Japan, it is now essentially been kind of made platinum, which is a very huge accomplishment for any piece of music. So it's kind of insane that Homura, of all things, has done it. I like the I like the I tidbit still... of info that, like, after the eleventh week at number one, it actually surpassed Kenshi Yonezu's uh, single as the record for the longest running number one. Uh, Kenshi Yonezu, he did the I think the second My Hero opening, and he's also like, yes, he he's a really popular pop singer. Yeah, it just goes to show. Uh, not only is Lisa incredibly talented, that cannot be understated, but people are really jiving with Homura. Right. And I mean, it's a very emotional song, even out of the context of Demon Slayer. Like, if you just listen to it alone, it, it will definitely well up some emotions. 
I still have not listened to it. I also forgot to listen to it. Uh, you you guys are just disappointing me. Why why am I friends with you? I mean, you can do this. You can do this podcast by yourself. We're, we're fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Let me speak for myself. No, I just V Lord goes into the void of loneliness. <laughs> I mean, I said this to uh, to to both of you all off mic, but I mean, I, I just want to experience it when the movie comes out. I mean, I know I could easily go listen to it, and it probably will be amazing. And I'm not doubting that, but I just I want to listen to it as it's playing at the end of the movie. Let me get I, that's what I'm waiting to do. Yeah, I mean, I think like at the end of the movie, it'll probably hit the hardest. Anyways, yeah, that's, I so. want that to be my first time, not going in. I already heard this song, or whatever, but yeah, <clears throat> that's my reasoning. But speaking of going to see the movie. In our last episode, we mentioned how, yeah, Demon Slayer Mugen Train is now the highest grossing film in Japan. But now it's also the most attended film of all time in Japan. So, as of January 4th, Mugen Train has sold 25.48 million tickets. Which, yeah, that's a ton of tickets and it's the most ever in Japan. So, yeah. Demon Slayer is still doing extremely well. The D in Demon Slayer stands for domination. <laughs> we're, we're being invaded by the demons. We can't stop them. No, oh, this was Mugen's plan. Uh, Muzan's plan all this whole time. It's like, this yeah, was no, Mugen's I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I can't believe I made that slip up. But it's just yeah, I got Mugen, Mugen Train on the mind. Mugen from <laughs> Samurai after watching Demon Slayer, the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm inspired to be a samurai after watching. No, but uh, yeah, but it's yeah the most attended film. I mean, of all time, and I can, and I feel like this can't be understated. We're not talking about like, well, no, just to make sure this is like of all movies, not just anime movies. Just so any yeah, all yeah. movies. Okay, just just so I mean, I'm clarifying for everybody listening at home. We're not talking about oh, it's the biggest anime movie uh, in all time in, in Japan. It's the biggest movie, period. So that cannot be understated. Frozen is chump change compared to this. Titanic, get out of here! Fuck James. I Cameron. mean, spirit, spirit, spirit away got spirited away. Just all of it. Nothing can stand in the wake that is the crater where Demon Slayer stands when it landed. All life just died around it, and it's just still there. Its power is aura growing stronger instead of weaker each day. That's that's what this is. <laughs> Demon Slayer was the comet that wiped out the dinosaurs. <laughs> By dinosaurs, I mean old movies. Yeah, there's there's Demon Slayer, and then there's everything else at this point. That that's <laughs> we live in a post Demon yeah. Slayer world. Exactly. The post-Demon Slayer economy. Yes. <laughs> God. We also got like a uh, sales update for Demon Slayer on January 25th. Specifically, Mugen Train has now made over 36.5 billion yen over the course of 100 days in the Japanese box office. So yeah, it's beaten the record I'm spirited away, and it just keeps going. It's not stopping at all. It's so funny how, like, for one week, the week that uh, the Gintam movie came out, it was dethroned, and then it took it right back the week after. Yeah, and even, like, now that uh, Japan's still in a state of emergency, like, it's still doing well. Like, everything needs to be, like, finished in the day by 8pm in Japan. 
Like they can't show showings like late at night. But people are still going to this movie during the day and stuff. Hey, you got that Demon Slayer matinee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Like, God, it just, it just, it just won't stop. I, I just, I am actually really just interested at this point. Will it just continue? We're going to have like a my, your name situation where it's just, and even it's trumped that at that at this point. So that's not even a good comparison. There is no good comparison because it's just on top. Your name <laughs> had had usurped Spirited Away at one point. Then Spirited Away had like uh, basically a return to theaters and then it reabsorbed uh, your name. I'm just thinking of. About that, just Ghibli being like, wait, what? What surpassed us? Oh, hell no. Put that shit back in theaters. Right now. <laughs> Ghibli had yeah. a salty run back. That's so funny. <laughs> the thing is, too, though, I feel like the gap between Your Name and Spirit Away, I might be off on this. I feel it was a lot smaller than what's going on with Demon Slayer and Spirit Away. Because, like, I feel as Demon Slayer continues to grow, I don't think that gap will be able to be filled just by a limited run of Spirit Away. Nah. Probably not, but... I mean, just the idea of them having an angry run back. <laughs> but at this point, no, that Demon Slayer is like, you know, it's 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 sprinted too far ahead. You can't even see it anymore. Yeah, and it's interesting too, because as our next story tells us, uh, the Japanese box office has posted its lowest revenue in 20 years, uh, in 2020. And... It's specifically down in admissions by 54.5% since 2019, and that is pretty bad. It almost sounds like Demon Slayer was the only movie they showed in theaters last year. (laughs) Maybe, because a a fourth of the sales from last year, which were in total 143.285 billion yen roughly 1.38 billion US dollars. A fourth of that came from Demon Slayer Mugen Train cuz Demon Slayer Mugen Train like we said did 36.55 billion. <laughs> so Demon Slayer's kind of keeping things afloat once again cuz like the next movie below that was From Today It's My Turn the Movie which did 5.37 billion. Is that Kyokara Oriwa? Yeah, it's Kyokara Oriwa. Yeah. Is it Kyokara? Oh, that's yeah. that's, that's, Let's go. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that is Shit, it. Yeah. Yep, that is it. I I think I don't remember if I'll have to look up the tweet, but I know I reported on you know how well the movie was doing on WSS TV. Yep, that's it. That else is Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is Kyokara. Yes. <laughs> I mean that did so well that they're adapting uh, Nishi Nishimori's other work for a live action drama because it's. Yeah, that did super duper well. And in the Demon Slayer world, I mean, that's pretty, that's something that's pretty great to behold. Because, I mean, the gap between the two, between number one and number two. Guys, how long do you think it'll take for, uh, like, a, like, a live action Demon Slayer on the level of the, the Kenshin movies? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it won't be very long until we see something like that. Yeah, no. I hope I mean, so. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, they also give like foreign film sales here too um, for what released in Japan in 2020. And even The Rise of the Skywalker only did 7.32 billion yen. I'm fucking mad that Cats is like ranked. Yeah, I was about to. Uh, why is Cats <laughs> there? I mean, it's pretty low. It's 
<laughs> it's only 1.35 billion. That's only. that's not a that's lot. That's only. That's too much. <laughs> that's not. That, that's too much. Like okay, when you think about how much money was wasted on that movie, though, <laughs> like. I'm glad you said it that way. Thank you. Like I actually saw that movie for lols. It's so freaking bad. <laughs> like okay, I, I looked it up just to make sure. It had a budget of between eighty to hundred million, and its total box office has only been seventy five point five million. Good. So Cats was actually an expensive movie to make, and it was just terribly done. Good. That'll make me. That'll help me sleep tonight. Knowing that there is justice in this world. But before we sleep tonight, we actually have some U.S.-related news about Mugen Train. And that is that Aniplex, when they release Mugen Train in theaters in North America in early 2021, it will also be alongside the English dub. Both the English dub and the sub version will release at the same time. Nice. Nice. And they gave, like, a little trailer here, too, with, like, the dub voices. It's one of the older uh, Japanese trailers, just kind of dubbed over. And, yeah, it sounds good. Like, they didn't announce, like, who Akaza is in the movie, so we don't know that yet. And we already knew who, like, Enmu and, like, Rengoku and stuff were. So, not not much news on that front, but, hey, it's uh, good to hear that, yeah, the dub seems to be done. Nice. Uh, I'm looking at the trailer. Now. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, hoping hoping we'll get a date soon, even though at the same time I'm also kind of like, is this the time we really want to have that in theaters? I mean, I don't know. Part of me is like, I want to see this now, but part, another part of me is like, maybe it's not the best idea. I mean, it's like interesting, because like, they did put up that placeholder listing on AMC for February release date. But I do wonder if like maybe they had initially planned it to be early 2021, but with how the vaccine hasn't been widespread yet like they they don't want to like necessarily risk doing it now when like very few people will be able to actually see it yeah so i'm I'm thinking like it'll might be like summer 2021 yeah and they'll they'll just kind of go then i mean yeah i mean it's not as if they're hurting for money (laughs) so like i mean obviously yeah there are costs and dubbing it and distributing it and obviously those are things we'd have to take on but um well not we but you know the Aniplex side of things, but yeah, I I just I've heard some people calling for them to just set it to streaming right away, which I doubt that'll happen. But I mean, yeah. that is definitely not going to happen. Yeah. Like they are not going to release it on streaming before it's on home video in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. But like, even if it were on home video in Japan, do you think that they would like? Let's say a situation was going on, and then the home video was already out in Japan. Do you think they would just throw it straight on streaming without bothering with theaters, or do you think it's a thing where they're just like, "No, nah, we need to do a theatrical run anyway"? I think they would still do the theatrical run at that point, but they'd probably also do a like maybe like a one day, two day online screening as well. But that also depends if like say. Aniplex Japan will actually play ball with that. Because they are generally pretty strict with how they distribute their movies. Like, most of them aren't even streaming. So, yeah. that is uh, not exactly a very accessible thing. Looking at Heaven's Feel. Yeah, look at Heaven's Feel. Look at the Kizu films, which took, like, years to show up on streaming. Even then, it's on Amazon, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon. You have to, like, uh, either buy it or rent it from there. 
Man, I guess, I guess I'll do that eventually. Shit. I only saw the first one because uh, I had really bad luck getting tickets for the second and third ones. Yeah, like the second and third ones never showed in uh, Minnesota, and I wasn't into Monogatari at the time either, so I don't think I would have watched it most likely. I was really sad. I, I caught the first one and I freaking loved it. I was waiting years for that. Oh yeah, because I've watched them all now and like, God, Kizu 2 and 3 are just like masterpieces. I love them so much. But yeah, hopefully like Mugen Train does show up sooner rather than later. Uh, granted, in a safe environment, um, I do not want to have to watch this movie when COVID is still very active. That would not be fun. Yeah, no, is, I mean... I'm probably going to be vaccinated by the time it comes out. I mean, hopefully same with me too. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just hope for the best and hope that this movie gets a safe and accessible release. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to see. I, I don't know whether I'll be vaccinated or not because I'm sadly very healthy and physically. <laughs> Mentally, not so much. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do hope that there's a way for people to see this thing safely. And... Of course, I do also hope that when it does come out for home video, then we get those, like, I don't want to call them bargain bin, but I, I do hope we get one of those, like, cheaper sets for it. Because for those guys, for people who just want the movie and not, like, a life-size Tanjiro figure to come along with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering uh, Funimation did their own standard edition for Demon Slayer um, for the TV series, I am hoping that the movie will get similar treatment. And around the same... I mean, well, I know it was like there was a bit of a delay between like the limited edition and Funimations, which, fine, hey, I understand how the game is played. But, um... Because, yeah, yeah, likely both came out at the same time and you're just like, I want to watch Demon Slayer, you're probably going to reach for a cheaper option first. But for those people who can't wait, they'll probably just snap up whatever is out first. And yeah, so I don't see them releasing them at the same time. But I hope that if there is a delay, that it's not too long. Yeah, I mean, I think the delay is still going to happen. But hopefully maybe it's on like a month uh, to two months. Something fairly short. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that wraps up our news for this episode. So yeah, I mean... We had some pretty eventful pieces. Uh, Demon Slayer has broken many milestones in 2020, and it looks like 2021 is also off to a fairly good start for the series, too. So I'm interested to see how the series continues to grow throughout the year. I'm really looking forward to being able for us to do an episode about what we thought of the movie. That's my biggest thing. But hopefully soon. Yes, indeed. But for now, we should wrap up here. So, Marion, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at microwavy the e before the v. Um, I also have a, a card, uh, microwavy.card.co, where it has links to all my other projects. Um, I I write for Tsunami Faithful, uh, WSS TV, my own personal blog, Heaven's Doorknob. Uh, wordpress.com and i also co-host some other podcasts like good friends anime club that's at good friends cast on twitter uh haiku pod on twitter um sometimes uh, i guest on the mha pod as well uh yeah all, all my stuff is on my twitter um check that out please awesome and sakaki where can people find you yes uh you can find me at kirobon k-i-i-r-o-b-o-n on twitter um that's my personal twitter uh 
for for show I also run at WSS Talkback on Twitter as well, where you can find all kinds of neat notes and news and other anecdotes about Sean and Sunday. So we're we're continuing on our strive to make it so people know that there are things in the magazine besides Detective Conan and whatever Ta- Rumiko Takahashi is working on. There's also W there's also uh, wsstalkback.blogspot.com where we have uh, translations of interviews, reviews of Shonen Manga, Shonen Sunday Manga, which Marion, as Marion said, they write for us there. Um, and we're always looking for more people. You know, you can, whether it's a Shonen Sunday series running right now or a Shonen Sunday series that ran years ago that you're passionate about, please come by all means. Let us know. Or if you have news from other parts of the world about Shonen Sunday Manga or Shogakukan Manga in general, um, yeah, we would love to hear from you. And we actually have what seems to be a French correspondent now, <laughs> so which is really kind of exciting because there's a lot of stuff going on there that I had no idea of. Uh, besides that, I too work for write for Tsunami Faithful. Um, also, and um, the name the. The Twitter handle is escaping me right now, and it's really bad. But I'm on a Dragon Ball podcast with uh, Colton or Sniper King, which is called One Day, Another Day, Another Adventure, where we're going to, if Goku has been in it, we're probably going to cover it at some point. <laughs> so all of the animated Dragon Ball. And that started coming out, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and besides that, uh, yeah, that's me. You know, definitely... Come and have a look-see if you're interested. Yeah, and I believe the Twitter handle for Another Day, Another Adventure is Another DB Pod. Nice. Thanks for saving me, Lord. I'm, finger gun- I'm doing finger guns right now. <laughs> Anytime. But yes, definitely follow both Sakaki and Marion. They're both awesome people, and they do amazing work. But uh, if you're interested in what I do, you can follow me on Twitter at VLORGTZ, and then I also write various manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com and also occasional editorial pieces for TanamiFaithful.com. And then in terms of podcasts, I also host uh, the Oversoul Shaman King podcast with both Marion and Sakaki. We both forgot about that. (laughs) We both forgot about that. Just kidding. Oh, that's an even better save. I'm going to shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, you can follow Oversoul Shaman King Podcast on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. And then I also have a general anime and manga podcast called the Dumb Weebs Podcast, which is on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod. I'm also quite often on the Tanami Faithful Podcast. And Marianne Sakaki were also on a recent episode of it. Uh, specifically about Assassination Classroom. Yo, that was so much fun. It was. It was a ton of fun. And you can find the Tanami Faithful Podcast on Twitter at Tanami Podcast. But as far as the Demon Slayer Podcast goes, you can find us on Twitter at Slayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And on the Tanami Faithful website itself at tanamifaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is on basically every podcast platform at this point. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we're there. So whatever you feel like listening to your podcast on, just look us up, subscribe, listen, and enjoy. 
But that does it for this episode. So we will see you guys later. See ya. Oh, I thought Mary's good. <laughs> I was yeah, waiting for Mary. I was trying to come up with something and I couldn't. I, just, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to say, I'm going to save myself and say I was putting on my Demon Slayer blink and it was just taking a little longer than I thought. <laughs> Sorry, right, guys. I got, oh my God. got a better poster uh, than Sir. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Keep that in, please. Keep that in. <laughs>